Hi, everybody. It's episode 469 of PodQuest. Nice. Hey. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> it's Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut, who did not get the joke at first. No, I, I mean, it's not really a joke. It literally is 469. I just didn't pay attention. Uh, Yeah. Good job not paying attention. What are we even you paying know? you for, man? Are you <laughs> paying me? Like, I'm waiting for those checks, then, if you're paying me, because... Like, this is a valuable time right now. No, I'm sorry. We're, Hollywood's on strike right now. There are no checks. I mean, I'm, we're not, we're not SAG-AFTRA or WGA. So we're not part don't, of, we're not being struck against. We don't have a contract don't ass- being struck Don't against. assume you know me. Well, I know me. I'm not part of them. I'm not a scab. I've, I'm not a screen actor and I'm not a writer. Technically, I do write for, um, for bonus action if that ever comes back, but I'm not a writer. Uh, let's be real. You don't write anything for that. You wing it. We all know it. It's like maybe 75 writing, 25 just let's play it by ear because that's how you are as a DM. Once you get into game time, it's like whatever the fuck they want to do and everything gets thrown out the way. You can prepare. It's because all your players are chaotic and anything that you prepare just gets thrown out the window. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's just even with DM, even with games that aren't with chaotic players, it's just straight up. No, Richie, that's the thing. All role players are chaotic. Exactly, exactly. You never, no never chaotic. One thing I have basically learned is never, unless you're playing a one shot, you never prepare for the session. You prepare the world. Well, was it was it bonus action or one of your other games that you were saying like forever ago um, that you had like prepared a bunch of stuff um, that they that like could potentially happen. But, like, one path, it was, like, all this elaborate, like, dungeon stuff, and the other path was both basically safe. And you tried to lead them a little bit towards the one, and they just went the other way, and you were just like, oh, well, all right. Guess we're not doing any of this stuff I spent all this time developing. Um, hmm. I mean, it probably could have been bonus action. Um, it might have been bonus action, because I, I had written out multiple scenarios for to give them the options of, like, what they want to do, if they want to handle the goblins, if they want to handle... The, um, no, what was it? No, it was, yeah, I gave them, yeah, it was when they went to the, uh, the encampment, I gave them the option of handling the goblins or handing the Durgar or handling the, um, the, the, uh, the outcasts. Um, and I was not expecting them to go to the goblins and recruit the goblins to go fight the Durgar. Like, that was like, oh, I just, I had plans of like, alright, they're gonna deal with the goblins, and then they're gonna come back. And depending on how long it takes for them to deal with the goblins, there's a possible role that something bad might have happened during their time away from the mine and stuff like that. There's, so it's that, and maybe, there is a dungeon that I prepared in my original campaign that we have not done, that we never did. And that's because we, I rushed that ending, of that campaign, uh, so it was um, Drew. I was Drew was in it. He's in all the campaigns I'm in. Um, it was the Infinity Stone campaign. Oh right. And um, so every one of the dungeons, I based them kind of off some sort of medium. Um, so like the last dungeon they went to was literally a Scooby Doo hallway, and they there was like a I had a plan of doors that they could go through that as they went through the doors was the possible right or wrong path. Uh, and it was just a long hallway with a bunch of doors in it, and like in the Scooby-Doo cartoons, where they're going back and forth between the doors. Um, there was a one more dungeon that I had prepared 
um, where it was Final Fantasy VII based. I believe, I can't remember the name of it, but they were also going after, uh, what Soulstone was the Yellowstone. Or not Soul, that's the, uh, Mindstone. I think they were going after the Mindstone. And, like, I treated that as, like, that's a piece of command materia. And, like, I think the main character, or that, like, the, the head of this, the town's name is Sid. Um, the enemies they were fighting were, like, Iron Giants and shit like that. Uh, it was very Final Fantasy based. Um, so what you're saying is your ideas were unoriginal. I mean, that's all ideas. <laughs> I was gonna that's say, are ideas. there are, are there original ideas anymore? Um, but so what happened was one of our character, one of our players, was getting ready to have his daughter, and so I cut that session and made it so that the big bad villain found the Infinity Stone um, there, and then uh, and and went to like the final battle, like. Like announced them final battle in X amount of days, and they they then had time to prepare for the final battle and whatnot. Um, and also that campaign was it was my first campaign I ever ran. It was um, it started with a pretty much a completely different group, and I wanted to plan the Infinity Stone and the video game references and everything uh, because I wanted to pull in everyone who was there. So everyone had different interests in real life. So like one of the dungeons, it was the time stone was a legend of Zelda referenced area. And one of the original players was a big fan of legend of Zelda. And like his fucking screen name is link smash because he likes link and he plays smash. Um, so like I was basing a lot of these things like that. One, the, one of the, the, one of the other ones, they encounter the doctor from doctor who, um, like literally, I I, he, I think I called him the practitioner in this, uh, and I based him basically. I think he was more off of Smith than any other doctor. Um, uh, maybe like a cross between Smith and Tenet, but mostly Smith, um, because one of the people who were who was playing was a huge Doctor Who fan. So like that was like my first campaign. Okay, that's fair. Come come up with your own ideas though, man. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> Look, even part of bonus action isn't my own ideas. I know. You're so unoriginal. No, it, I, I think I've told this story. Um, literally, the, the idea of uh, what's going on in the... Uh, part, part of what I'm going for with what's going on with the, salt, with the Lonely Mountain. I can't remember what I called it, that mountain. But part of what's going on with that was because I was so bitter about um, how Outriders handled their like main story thing. <laughs> and I thought they handled it so poorly that I'm like, I'm writing this better. And so that's kind of what that, like, that kind of references that a little bit. Cause I was just like, this was bad. I'm doing better. Uh, but that, and, that's and really then you give the whole thing up. What's that? I said, and then you just went and gave the whole thing up. I didn't give anything up. None of you, no one played Outriders. No, no, I meant bonus action. Oh no, we're, we're, I, I've been meaning to send a message out to the group and say, Hey, let's plan for September. Um, you've been, you've been saying that since. I don't last know, September. <laughs> well, yeah, last well, last August. Yeah, we were supposed to start up la- since last August, but then Eric had COVID, or no, maybe. Yeah, Eric got. I don't know. Things just got super busy, and I wasn't able to like really plan, and I just wasn't feeling it uh, at the time. I was just exhausted. So when was our last one? Our yeah, our last one was September. Yeah, yeah. Because we oh had- wow we. We did more of these than I realized. Well, we had pre-recorded through summer because I was like, I don't, I don't want to record during summer. I want to take time off as a summer break for us. 
Like we had, we are at a season break. We're at a season stop. And so even if it took us a full year to come back, it's still it's like, all right, it took us a full year to write this and come back. It takes for me at least a lot of work and I've been busy and I've been just honestly not feeling writing. It's been really hard for me to, to get into writing from time to time, which is why it's been a little delayed. Um, but also just dealing with my own personal well-being of whether or not I want some people to come back. Or not. I thought you already made that decision. I did, and then, like, that person kind of hasn't been as terrible as they used to be, as they were, so, like, at least terrible to me as they used to be or were, so, like, I kind of turned back on that, but we'll see. That's too, too, that's, that's a lot of behind the scenes that we can talk about later off air. You're right. Anyway, what's on the agenda, Rich? On the agenda, apparently there was some sort of Hades thing, um, and then there was some sort of Pokemon thing, and then I did something with Remnant 2, and then Cobb watched some sort of Demon Slayer thing. Uh, the season. I watched the season of Demon Slayer. I, that is a Demon Slayer thing. Am I not I'm just, wrong? I'm just saying, you kind of underplayed it a little. I mean, I underplayed everything, I think. Yeah, that's true. Except for the one thing that you wanted to do. I mean, I didn't really want to do it. I just did it. Tomato, potato. I mean, more like pie and ice cream. Those to go together, though. I know, exactly. You're the worst. Anyway, yeah. Drew, I, I saw you copied this link. I think that was you, at least. Had yeah. you seen this already? The, the I, Hades I, stuff? I'd seen the headline, but hadn't looked into it, so while we were going through that, uh, the intro there, I was reading through this article. That thing is fucking insane. Okay, so, I thought it sounded insane, but I, they never fully spell out what, like, this heat, like, what, what stuff you can do with, um, these heat settings or whatever they're called. Um, I mean, so, I'm trying to just remember off the top of my head, but there's things like, enemies have more health. Enemies will have shield. Uh, you have a, a time limit. Like, you have to beat the zone in, like, X amount of time. Otherwise, the run just ends. Um, bosses will have different moves. Uh, you have l- less options on, like, the boons that you pick up. It's all... all Basically, it's all fuck yous, eventually. Okay, yeah, cause, so... I guess to... Rich, for you and, and the listeners... Um, Hades has, um, it's basically settings to make the game harder. Yeah. So if, if you can beat that game as is, or you actually have to beat it once in order to, to unlock the, and you can, you can turn things up. The, the max you can turn it up to is 64, I guess. Apparently your heat gauge can go as high as 64 in each of the categories. It sounds like, um, and it's a bunch of stuff that Drew said. I also noticed in here, it sounds like, um, some some of the settings actually disallow you from being able to power up your character at the mirror thing in your room. Oh right, yep, yep. And um, some bosses have extra forms, so I guess like the bosses actually have have additional stages to what they normally have. Yeah, quite. Po- I have not gotten past he- like eight because so once you beat the game, uh, to like regain to keep gaining stuff to upgrade the weapons and all, you have to increase the heat for each run so each time you beat escape with a certain weapon you then have to bump the heat up one more to get rewards again with that same weapon okay. i think the highest i have is eight or nine on the shield oh wow um yeah so so th- this whole thing um was apparently thought to be impossible or at least like so unreasonable that it was basically impossible um and then one player, Angel1C, I assume is how you, you say their name, um, 
is a, it, apparently one of the top Hades players in the world and just managed to fucking do it. I, what th- I, I disagree. They did not do it. They modded the game to take out random, which is what this game is all about. So they did not do it. To take out some random. They, yeah, they, they took out random, which is what this game is about. They didn't take out they, all the random. The main effort of modding was to remove so-called toxic RNG in order to make skill expression more prevalent. Meaning they took out the RNG to make their skills better. Right. Did Did you read the whole article, Rich? I'm skimming through the article. When I, I right. I'll be hundred percent honest. Once I read your note of like it requires some modding, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, I don't. Rich, that literally the the sixty four point one is not possible to do without it. The devs did not balance it. It is, I mean, it is unplayable at that level if you don't make some concessions to it. Um, and, and, so the only thing that they, that they really edited was like what, like what the starting room has, which you can just go in there and keep resetting the game. It, the, they broke down the percentage. It is a one in 6,802 possibility of getting the right weapon combination to physically be able to do it in an unbalanced setting. So up to 40, they can do fine. Like, like, like top Hades players can do up to 40 because that is what, um, Supergiant balanced the game up to. They let it go up to 64 and it's just like, yeah, no one's ever going to do this. So we don't have to do the work to make it playable. We're just going to have the numbers there so that people can like just go in there and, and, and see themselves get destroyed. And so they modded to make sure they get the right weapon loadout at the beginning of the run. Yeah. So they don't play the game. I, the I don't way know it's that intended. they get the entire weapon loadout. They get one of the things. Yeah. Which is just simply a way to make sure that they're not, they don't have to play 85 hours to get one run that is possible to even attempt. Cause it's not so much that, like, I, I understand your argument, but like, stuff like this, like, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's some weird world record where they're winning money. It's, it's an internal community thing. So, like, the people that are doing it are all using the same metrics. It's not like this person did it with a mod and everyone's mad at them. Everyone that attempts it, attempts it, does it this way, they still can't beat it because it is that hard. Sure. I just argue that they still can't beat it because they had to cheat to beat it. I mean, without it, it's impossible. Then that's a problem on Supergiant and and, on, and not balancing and, you know what, uh, keeping up with the game that they created that was their biggest seller. Supergiant should have found figured out ways to balance it and patch it post the game's I, release I, I, when this game got that big. I don't know that they a they're incredibly small okay b i don't know that they ever thought anyone would even bother to try yeah, but even people... when it was even when it became a huge game like for people to be playing it three years later and still attempting this like i can't imagine they expected that I and mean, to, de- yeah, to dedicate I mean... a, a team like that like i think there's only like 30 people at that studio yeah i think so like to dedicate anyone to balance something that they had no intention of people ever being able to do like, that takes them away from being able to work on something else that will actually make them money still. Then don't make the thing that you don't intend on people to do. I'm sorry, if you don't intend on people to get beyond 40, but you add up to 64, then don't put up to 64. So What are you doing here? Like, Drew, you can correct me if I'm wrong, just because I don't know how to do this. Like, the sliders all go up to, like, a certain, like, number, and, like, your total heat gauge goes yeah. up to, to that, right? So, like... right. In theory, like, you can turn, say, like, boss all the way up to 64, but if you don't turn anything else up, your, like, total heat gauge stays at, like, 30 or something like that? Essentially. 
like not everything has the same amount of things that you up it, but basically it'll be like, okay, if you put this up one, your gauge goes up. And if you put this up by one tick, it'll move the gauge up by three or something, essentially. Because okay, some things so... are more imbalanced than others. Okay. So, like, realistically, like, the reason that you can turn all of these things up so high is because there's kind of an infinite number, not an infinite number, but there's a very high number of customization right. for, like, what your level could potentially be. Mm-hmm. And, like, no two people necessarily would have the same one. So to put, like, a hard limit on it, you might not be able to get, like, the challenge that you're looking for. Right. Because, like, some people might be better at it at, at just blitzing through, not necessarily needing everything. So they might want to turn the timer on. Or they don't care about having so many options for the, the boon. They're just good. They're like, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. They can just put up all the boon. I don't, you know. And then they could go, ah, all right, well, let's see what happens if I just do everything. Like, so, it... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm very much uh, and Rich, I you, I know you hate mods and you hate um like, tool assisted I... stuff when it comes not mods, I'm sorry, glitches. I meant glitches. I know, like when it comes to like speed running and stuff like that, you hate like that whole scenario. Like you are very much of the mind of if you're going to play it fast, play the game as is as fast as you can. Otherwise, why bother? Other- <laughs> otherwise, you're not playing the game. <laughs> like um like. I dis I like I completely disagree. And like if you're being judged against somebody that plays the game straight through, then yeah, like no, that's that is not fair. You can't judge somebody that uses mods or uses glitches against somebody that doesn't because those are two completely different playstyles that require two different completely different sets of um or skill sets. And like that's kind of what this is too, like just because they're setting themselves up to get the one weapon they need that has a one in six thousand chance of appearing um doesn't mean that like the skill that they need to actually play the game isn't there like i I couldn't even get past the third area i think you actually got further than i did didn't you clear it once no i never cleared it oh for some reason i thought you cleared it i got bored after 12 hours how do you remember how far you actually got um i uh the third area elysium i think that is is that the Mm -hmm. one where you fight like hercules or something like that like as like a mini boss Mm -hmm. Not Hercules, but you like fight a the Minotaur. Minotaur, yeah. I fought the Minotaur. I don't know if I ever beat it, but I fought the so, Minotaur. So I'm trying to remember. So the, the first area, you fight like Valkyrie or something like that, right? Uh, You fight one of the Furies. Furies, right. Lady with Wings. Yes. Um, The second one, you fight the the Lava Dragon thing, right? Mm-hmm, the Hydra. And then is the, 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 and the third one is the one that, that Richie's talking about? Yeah, so uh, the mini boss is the uh, the Minotaur. The final boss of that area is a dual fight with the Minotaur, and I forget the guy's name. But I think I got to dude. the I think I got to the dual fight, but never finished it. Uh, but okay. like you got further than me then, because I I I got to I got past that dragon once and got to like an an encounter and just got fucking wrecked. I thought I didn't realize it was a minotaur. For some reason, in my head, I, it was like like a Greek um, like hero character, like a Hercules or a Perseus or something. No, um, I did not think no. it was. Um, it was it a makes minotaur. it makes sense to think that Elysium, like or that air. I think it was Elysium. I don't remember. Yeah, it, uh, it like it's it's less about it. It looks it, it's not what you would expect uh, Hades to look like. So it's like more uh, like an area of the living and demigods and whatnot. So it makes sense to think that would be that you would have fought Hercules there. But, I, no, but like, I don't remember it being the Minotaur, so. 
All right. But, like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all for quality life mods. I'm all for asset mods and things like that. Like, I when I play City Skylines, I mod that game because, like, a lot of the, the, the like, there are things that are needed to make the gameplay just better. Like, there's a, a mod called Move It where you can, like, move things that you've placed in the world. There's a mod called Anarchy where you could place things anywhere because, like, some of the limitations are, like, you know, I I have just this much room, but I can't place this here, or I want to put a different kind of tree there. Like, some of that stuff, like, I, I'm all for that stuff. Arbitrary. I'm all for asset It's arbitrary mods. limitation. Yeah, like, 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 it's dumb limitations, but, like, and sure, they, the, the developers, which is a small team, didn't balance this game beyond a certain point, because they didn't think anybody would ever do it. But once they did see people doing it, yes, they're a small team. So maybe they don't really have the resources to push it, but I, I, if, if, uh, if the, if the, if players can mod it to make this doable in one sense, which I feel like that's, that mod in particular is basically saying, I need this weapon, otherwise I can't do it, and that is cheating. That's like saying you put on limit mode with your game shark in Final Fantasy VII, and you always use your limit breaks. Like, that's, so that's, I feel like that's, that, that's going a little too far though, cause like, the limit breaks actually give you like a a definitively stronger attack every single round. But they're All looking they're... for this one specific weapon because if they don't have this specific weapon or have this specific loadout, they cannot do this, which means they're not skilled enough with everything else. They're only skilled enough with this specific thing they're looking. But so from from what I was reading, it has nothing to do with that one person. Like in order to play through that thing, like to, like a lot of these games, there's a specific weapon that makes it possible, probably based on speed or something like that. Like, it's not so much damage, it's probably, like, the, the quickness of the attack is the only way to do things based on how quickly the enemies respond or something like that. Well, so, and, and especially and the, in a, the hard time limit. Like, you have five minutes to clear each zone. And, and on top of that, there's no... Um, there's no stat improvements. So, like, in the base game, as you die, you can go to that mirror and, like, spend whatever points they were to, like, in- improve yourself. Mm-hmm. There's no improvements. It's just you have to start the run with that particular loadout. Or it, w- without that mod, it sounds like they just reset the game over and over again um, until they get, like, a drop that works, which is not all that different from the way a lot of RPG speedrunning goes. Like, if you watch, like, glitchless Pokemon runs are all about um, like stats and encounter rates. So like if they don't get the encounter of like a certain Pokemon or like the stats don't come up right, they hard reset and, and restart the game because they know that like that fine line of this Pokemon can take this attack from this um from an enemy that is type advantage versus like one point lower and it's a one hit KO, like that ruins the run. So rather than wasting their time with the run, they just reload it and try again Mm -hmm. and that's like all this all this mod is doing is taking out the having to try it over and over again until you get that particular setup at the beginning of the game it's just all right here here is the setup just run as fast as you can and good luck um you're probably still going to die because this shit is impossible like i can't even get through the i i could consistently get through the first um so drew is like the whole like start to boss consider the zone yeah yeah so like i could consistently get through the first zone beyond that like half the time i couldn't even get up to the uh the lava dragon thing mm-hmm. like sometimes i'd make it up there and i would die very quickly 
I think I beat that thing once. Yeah, I beat it once because I only got to Elysium one time. Like that game is fucking hard. Heat maxed out is just is ridiculous. I just tried it. I died in the third room. Jesus. I don't know the last time I didn't get to Hades. <laughs> so is so like early on in the game then is it like enemies are doing more damage to you? Do you have less health? Like I mean, are there yes. more enemies on screen that you're trying to to juggle between? Yes, to all of those. So, I mean, I could tell you, like, enemies ha- do double the damage. You get no healing for uh, the rest of the game. And uh, you don't get any health bonus that you would have. So, I only had 100 HP. Uh, everything costs more. There are 60% more enemies. Uh, bosses have different stuff. Uh, enemies have 30% more life. Uh, armored enemies will have two perks additionally. Uh, mini bosses will have extra enemies. Each time you exit a world, you'll lose a. You have to get rid of a boon, uh, a zone. Oh, so like the things it. that you would normally be able to carry through, like you don't get to keep. Yeah, like so you're going to lose one of the abilities you've picked up along the way, or well, three, four, I guess, is to make it all the way. Um, enemies are forty percent faster. Traps deal five, 400% more damage. Uh, you lose all 12 of the mirror talent. Uh, all enemies have two hearts, so that the first two hits you do on enemies do no damage. Um, you only get one choice from any boon, and you only have five minutes to clear each zone. That's what happens when you have it maxed out. Now, uh, your normal runs, there are no time limits, right? Correct. Like, if you had to guess... How long does it normally take you to get through, like, zone one? I mean, I, I could tell you that my fastest run of the game is 22. And how many zones are there? Four. So, oh, really? Yeah. Like, you, five minutes is reasonable, because that also, like, the timer stops, like, once you've cleared a room. So you have five minutes to clear all the rooms. Actually, no, it doesn't stop. It stops if you're in any conversation. Oh, so, okay. like, when you, if you pick up a boon and, you know, whatever God talks to you, that's not counting your timer, but... So you don't, but you don't really have time, like, to, like, scour the room afterwards to see if there is, like, anything to, like, grab. It's basically beat the enemies until you can move on, move on, beat the enemies, move on, beat the mm-hmm. enemies until you clear the zone. Yeah. That's, that sucks. See, like, I'm kind of just, like, I, I am sort of dismissing this because when I think about this and, and your max heat and whatnot run, Sure, you had to do it modded, but we as a group didn't talk about the streamer who won $20,000 for winning the All Legendary Skulls challenge in Halo 2 last year. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, so Legendary Skulls are similar to the Heat in Halo 2. You have to collect them all first, and then you can add them, and it makes the enemy stronger, makes you weaker, um, makes them be uh, hit harder, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And it has been a challenge that's been set for since Halo 2 came out. Like since the original um, Halo 2? I believe so. I can't 100% remember. I know Skulls were in Halo 2 and Halo 3. Um, I just can't remember like exactly how long it, it's been. Um, there's only one Skull that you can't use in this uh, All Skulls run, and that's the Skull that makes you invisible. Everything else you have to use, which makes the game extremely hard. Um the bounty so is are, first most place back. are most of them buffs to the enemies, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was the uh, the original bounty was 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 placed back in June of last year, and then uh, a uh, online uh, personality, Moist Critical, raised it to twenty thousand to try to get more people to try it, and then somebody actually did. 
well, here's the thing. Uh, took note and finally got it done by using glitches and skips, treating it like an especially difficult speedrun. So, again, I would have been like, well, he didn't actually do it. He, he glitched the game out, knowing this. Like, we didn't talk about that last year. Yeah, I, I, didn't, mean, I never saw it, but I also had, don't... Yeah. Yeah. Had we seen I that, I don't, like, I'd have probably thought that was cool to maybe talk about, you know? Yeah, like, I had no idea that was a thing. It's it's not like I picked this out because it was Hades. I picked it out because I happened to see it while I was scrolling the internet. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then reading up on it, I'm like, oh, wow. So, like, this is a thing that's, like, in theory, not really possible to do. And it's, it sounds like the All Skulls thing is also, like, in theory, not really something you can do. Yeah, it is extremely extremely difficult and like Um, i I also like i just i have a different mentality for for glitches like as long as you are being judged in such a way where like glitches are legal like i don't see a problem with that because it still takes an insane amount of skill to pull those off it's not like you can just start a game and pull off the glitches like i've tried to do like the the weird ones that um they use for like um like older like snes games like link to the past and they're incredibly hard to still pull off. Like, they're pixel perfect, and even Often a game that I know very well, too. yeah, like, I can't pull off these glitches, but these speedrunners go in there, and they're just like, oh yeah, you just walk, while they're commentating, they're like, yeah, you just walk over this wall, and like, you tap it three times, you do a sword spin, but you have to be on this particular pixel. If if your pink little hair nub isn't touching this pixel, it doesn't work. I'm like, I, I can't. Like, I can't even fathom being able to do half of that stuff. I mean, I can't imagine playing a game more than once every six months, let alone sitting there and that being the only game you play over and over and over again just to get that glitch, just to get that your time down by a second. Yeah, like I think the the closest that, that I've done is like I like um I like the speedrun strats for Mario World, um for specifically for the 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 twelve exit Mario World. Because other than a few, like, very, very specific um, um, things that you have to do in it, it's it's very easy. Like, as long as you know how to play Mario World, you can do most of these things. I think the hardest thing for me is the underwater shell spinning thing that they do. Um, like, you basically, like, it in Mario World, and Drew, I know you know this, um, if you're underwater and you're holding an object, um, you swim much faster. Um, but there's a way that, like, if you do that and you have a cape that you can kind of like do a spin while holding the shell to take out enemies without slowing yourself down or dropping the shell first. And I had the hardest time trying to actually like do that consistently. Um, but like other than that, like I tried doing like the, the Pokemon like strat for like red and blue. Like it's incredibly hard. Like you have to, you have to get a Nidoran, like uh, a Nidoran male because the game assumes like, the, the main um, strat for that game is uh, you basically beat the game with just a Nido King. Um, but in order to get this Nidor in, they have figured out exactly how to basically set the memory on the game to when you enter a specific square of grass, it will always pop up and it will always pop up with a very specific stat set so that you can actually beat the game with a Nido King without ever getting like accidentally one hit KO'd by like a critical attack. And it's like, you have to do a bunch of like specifics. It, some of it's almost like, do you guys remember back when like Red and Blue were new and there were all those like internet rumors of, you know, if you do like these four things and then go talk to this person, they'll give you a Mew. Or if you like go to these towns and talk to somebody and then go sw- n- never go on the, on the SSN, but go after you get Surf 
you can then surf to like the other side of it and there's like a platform with a truck and if you use strength on the truck and move it there's what turned out to be Meryl um who at the time was being called Peekaboo would be underneath mm-hmm. like do you guys remember any of that stuff yeah so like that's what a lot of like the the Pokemon strats are like it's like these very like specific like all right we'll talk to this guy when he's halfway done talking reset the game um but make sure you save before you talk to him because you need to you need your game needs to load while you're standing right next to him and then walk this very specific path and enter the grass. And when you do that just right, the Nidoran appears. I'm like, this is way too comp. Like, how does anyone even remember the path to walk? Let alone, like, the specific timing of, like, resetting the game right as, like, the dude says something or whatnot. That shit is bananas, guys. Bananas. I mean, uh, the thing about the Mew glitch one is close to how you can actually get a Mew. That's true. Like, like the whole, um, like, flying to the different cities and, like, talking to, like, the, the dude from that teaches you how to catch Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah, like, that that whole thing is very weird, and it's very funny that, like, it actually does work. Um, though, I ne- you know, I never actually knew that was, like, legitimate until so long after that it just wasn't even worth doing. Like, I think I found out that was, like, a legitimate way to, to get Mew, it, like when, like, Diamond and Pearl or something that like that was out. So, like, well past the point that, like, I would be touching Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. But, but Mew was just on the cartridge the whole time. Yep. Silly Pokemon. Actually, speaking of Pokemon, do you guys want to talk about the um, the Pokemon Presents and all, and all of the, what, one thing that was really, like, cool? Sure. Let's move on to Pokemon. So we're, we're all going to play the trading card game, right? I almost played it earlier today. <laughs> I, I remember uh... it being okay. I never played it. Eric had it, and I never got it. I wasn't well, really big into. Well, I like. I don't. I don't care. I'm not good at, tr- at card games. I was never good at card games, so I didn't care to get the trading card game. I mean, that's fair. He he got it. He got it. Uh, I think somebody got it for him for his birthday, and I I was like, this is dumb. Why not just play the game in person? Well, because in order to play it in person, you need people with cards, and we all had cards. Well, look now you're ju- now you're just being logical. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I do remember that, like that, that trading card game on Game Boy Color actually being it being all right. Yeah, I remember him talking about it and enjoying it. I just, like I said, I never really played it, so I don't really, I don't really have too many, too much nostalgia or comment on that one. Um, the fa- I mean, we knew we, but we also knew that the trading card game and Pokemon Stadium were coming to Switch Online expansion pack. Yeah, cause, cause they had, I forget if they just said it or if it was one of those games that was just in the montage. We, and we just didn't know when it was coming. Yeah, we just didn't have like a, a date for it. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when it was. So like, when they, like, when you guys are mentioning that, I, I kind of was like, well, I mean, we knew that was coming at some point. But I like, I, I, I also, I, the, uh, the director was yesterday on the, on the 8th, on the set on the 7th. It's it a presents. Yes- yeah, the presents was on. It was the same thing. It was on the eighth. Uh, I most of us didn't watch it till the ninth. Um, I had already had a bunch of things quote spoiled. It's not really spoiler because it's just news. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but I I had a few things already spoiled, like uh, some of the um, Pokemon f- in uh, Scarlet and Violet, and then that uh, the Switch Online stuff is getting the got, got the two games, um, and I was just like meh. But, like, the rest of it, I was like, alright, this, uh, honestly, I'm more interested out of anything in that, in that fucking trading card game TV series. So, was it just me, or was this thing abnormally heavy on animated series? I mean, it, 
they what else do they have right now though? Like true. I mean that's that's true. I just feel they, like they have they well they have Ash is done. I think now. I yeah, think so the, it's, I think it's English, out at this point. The, the English dub is starting to come out for the that yeah. final stretch of episodes. Which I think that's on Netflix. So I mean that's as much as we're going to talk about it. Um, but besides that, like they they have they, they they showed the normal stuff that we get at the yearly uh, Pokemon Presents, which is uh, uh, Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Masters, and then the po- expansion Pokemon more, Sleep, Pokemon Sleep, Pokemon Go, and then the expansion to. Uh, the expansion slash new new title, if it's not an expansion year, of their current big title. So, like, obviously, over the course of the next six months, we're getting two expansions in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which, I mean, we've known about, and I have zero interest in, because, honestly, I did not like the end game of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I lost all interest in it. So next year, we'll get the new title, which will release holiday next year. Um, yeah. And it's just, so it's like, Beside, like, they don't really have anything else, and it's a big year for them, for their animated series, because their new protagonist and new series starts up this year. And they decided to have a freaking trading card game, like, uh, a a high school anime thing, which I'm like, you know, this is kind of cool. I'm interested in this. Yeah, honestly, like, that that one looks like it could be interesting, but you figure, right now we've got, so there's, it's Path to the Peak is the trading card game focused one. Yeah. Um, which I think is also going to be on YouTube. I know the other one. Um, oh, Paldean yeah. There's Wins or whatever. Yeah. Paldean something. Yeah. Paldean Wins is a web series that's going to be on YouTube for sure. Breath of the Paldean Wild or something. I don't know. Yeah. They did, they did mention that the new season, Horizons, is coming soon to. Um, well, I guess this would be. It's coming soon in Japan because we get um, Pokemon much later here. Um, but then they also have at least one other animated series. They have that um that stop motion one also. So like, there's just a lot of weird Pokemon spinoffs happening right now. Stop stop motion. And I, I might not have caught that. I might not have been paying too much it, attention. It was not. A, it was not at this presents. It was um I think it was announced l- last year maybe. Um I forget what plat. It's probably Netflix. So I think that they're who gets everything. So we won't go too far into it. But it's like a dude and his Psyduck at like a Pokemon resort, and it's all stop motion. Oh, I'll have to look into that. I don't remember that. It looks neat, whether or not it's actually good content-wise. Who fucking knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and then like the rest of this, it like you said, it they went over all the all the mobile games. Um. You can now get um Mew and Mew Two. Oh well, you can get Mew in your Scarlet and Violet. You just have to go to the mystery gift and enter um get your Mew, and you'll get a Mew. Um, and it's valid until the 18th of September. So you got about a month. Um. But then from Mewtwo, you have to beat him in a terror raid. Um, that's going to start on September 1st. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, it's it's the DLC, which I never even finished Scarlet and Violet. Like, I don't know that I'm going to bother with the DLC, especially not after what I saw them do to Raikou. Raikou is <laughs> a fucking giraffe now or something? No, he looks like the fucking Tallnecks from um, Horizon. Yeah, 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 yeah it does. Um, and, and, uh, uh, was it Suicone was the other one? Is a fucking robot or some shit, which is future and past, so it makes sense. Yeah. But, like, like, yeah, I just, I, yeah, that, uh, they, they have a, another evolution to Applin, which, I'm like, why do we need this? So, it was already Appleton, which was the apple pie, Flap, Flapple, or Flappy, which was the flying, uh, apple dragon, and now we have um, 
Drapel, which is a candied apple. And I'm like, all right, ap- ap- Applin was a cool Pokemon that was introduced in Sword and Shield, but we don't need another apple fucking evolution. You know what you should do with something I've been wanting? Maybe give fucking Absol an evolution or pre-evolution or something like that. No, Absol like, is perfect the way they are. Absol is perfect the way they are. But like, you know what? Give them a pre-evolution. Make them make them cuter, and then yeah. But no, or you know what? No. Just have you know what? every time they add evolutions to Pokemon from previous generations, they fucking ruin them. They don't. The only time they haven't is with Mister Mime. Mime Junior. and Mister Rhyme are hilarious. Yeah. Everyone else is a fucking travesty. But like. Put like they're putting more past Pokemon in the Pokédex than they are introducing new Pokemon, but it's still the story is still the same, which is go get the legendary Pokemon. Which I'm sorry that I don't I don't want that anymore. And like maybe other people do, but why is it that there's so many legendaries and that that's the goal of the game anymore is to get the legendary? It's easy. They don't have to really do anything about it, and um. Uh, we we have been over this a million times. These games are for children. They literally do not give a fuck what we think. They know that 12-year-olds are still going to get their parents to buy this for them. Yeah. And they also know that we're probably still going to buy it. Because uh, it's Pokemon. Yeah, and like, there's no point uh, in waiting. If you if you want to get it, there's no point in waiting because it's never going to go on sale. You, you know, my annoyance with like the legendary thing this time is is very different. So um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the right the right way to word this. So, Raikou and, and, um, Suikun, Suicine, however you say his name. The two of the three legendary beasts from Gold and Silver. Yeah, but we don't get anti. That we know of. That we know of. Um, so, two of the legendary beasts that are historically unique. Not only are they unique to Johto, they are one of a kind Pokemon because they were created by Ho-Ho, Ho-Oh, after their fucking home burned to the ground and they were resurrected and turned into legendary beasts. There are not, it's not like the other Pokemon where like you could argue that, okay, yes, while Articuno is viewed as more of like this like legendary species because it's so rare that, you know, there being more than one Articuno is not impossible because it's not like they're deities. They don't live forever. But like for there to be a regional variation of a Pokemon that had no possible way of breeding because it's one of a fucking kind is insane. Unless I get, I guess, I guess fucking Raikou ran out of Johto, ran to Paldea over whatever fucking oceans it had to travel, and mated with one of those fucking giraffe Pokemon that had a face on their tail. <laughs> giraffe rig. Yes. Frigoraph. Frigoraph is the evolution of it now. Which yeah. you know what? That was the one evolution they did good. Frigoraph was that, great. That one is silly. Like. I was I was being a little aggressive with the they're never good, but like a lot of like the evolutions they make to later po- like look at fucking um of um Magmar um the 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 Gen uh, Four Mag- secondary Mag- Magmar Electabuzz um yeah Magmar um um fucking what's Electabuzzes um I don't remember yeah. that's because they sucked they're fucking terrible I'll accept Magby and Electkid. Because like they're I don't cute. know, yeah, they're they're all right. Elect kid looks like he's got an attitude. His ears look like plugs. Yeah, but like fuck the fuck that. Look look what they did to poor Togepi. They turned him into a fucking flying saucer. They did. And that, also Mag- Magnemite. They turned Magnemite into a into a flying saucer. Literally into a flying saucer. Yeah, Magnemite, Magneton, and then uh, Mag- Magnezone. 
Magnezone, yeah. Magnezone's so stupid. Yeah. But I'm all, yeah. I'm also still annoyed that Magnezone was in Arceus. And it yeah. wasn't it was not part of the um the temporal rifts. Like it was just always hanging out, floating around that one mountain. Like Yeah, that that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like that that was the one thing where I'm just like, Alright, I'm cool with these temporal rifts and some of these Pokemon only existing while you're inside those rifts. What the fuck is this Magna Magnazone doing? Just always here. Yeah, this is this we're in the past and it did not exist in the beginning game, so it shouldn't be here. Unless it did exist and it just couldn't evolve in the original re- whatever. Yeah. Well no, because it was uh, a, it was it was the final evolution. It was the Magnazone. I don't think you could find Magnemite or Magneton in the game. You know, you're probably right. You probably couldn't have. Like it, I don't it was, know. A, it was I, a very weird inclusion. Look, the Pokemon Company, like, they don't make good games anymore. And like they they just don't fucking care about the yeah. well, but we know that. Yeah. Um but yeah, so the, the the direct itself, like I was further unimpressed with the DLCs for Scarlet and Violet, and like very, I'm very unlikely to get it unless somehow magically it I can get it for sub ten dollars total or ten dollars or less total. I'm very unlikely to get these DLCs because I just don't really care. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, everything else in the in the in the Pokemon Presents was like neat. Like I, I, I've been wanting to go back and try more of Pokemon Unite. I feel like that that game was fun when I did play it, and it it, it can still be fun. I just haven't really had I I just haven't really been able to play it. I've never really gone back to it. And I think what are they they're incorporating Mewtwo in this one in this update? And it's been I only been around for two years, which shocks me. Is it only been, been two long. years? I think that's what they said is two year anniversary. I don't so so I I was kind of like skimming through the the thing because I personally did not give a fuck about any of the mobile stuff or the um the animation so mm-hmm. I was kind of like trying to skip that stuff so I missed some of the the details they gave yeah um but like and then it, it's cool that the finally I think they said first time ever that the uh, Pokemon World Champions are in Japan uh but you know uh they they really dropped the ball by not calling that ship the SSN what ship. The, the it's there's a cruise at in Japan for the Pokemon World Championships. This shows that you did not did not really oh, yeah, pay no. attention to it. So as soon as that guy came on and started talking about the Pokemon World Championship, I'm just like, I yeah. do not give any fucks about this. What one of the uh, uh, events or one of like the 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 attractions that you can do when you're at the Pokemon World Championships is a trainer's cruise ship, and you can go on to a cruise ship and do stuff on there that's Pokemon World championships based they are not calling it the ssn they just dropped the ball there i just feel like they really dropped the ball there and should well, have called it the because, ssn that's because the saint anne as it was known in the anime is at the bottom of the ocean yeah but we're not in the anime we're in real life i mean look you're making you're, you're doing that thing where you're trying to use logic and we're talking about pokemon you can't use logic with pokemon i mean you can't use logic with anything i mean that that is also very true like i'm not going to disagree with you there yeah uh, but like, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a fine thing. It, it just, it sucks that like, I wasn't in, in, I wasn't really incredibly interested in anything that Pokemon Company has right now. And I will so say, I wasn't, I, I think Detective Pikachu looks like it could be interesting. Isn't that just the story from the movie, which is just the story from the original game, just remastered? No, no, this is a sequel to the original. But isn't it, I mean, isn't it, I, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I never played the original game. But I, th- I. I, I thought, like, from what I understand, or as far as I can remember what I heard, like, it, like, the original, like, the movie followed the story from the original game pretty, 
pretty decently. That I believe is true. I'm pretty sure that like the the original Detective Pikachu and the movie have very close plots, but Detective Pikachu Returns is actually the sequel to the original game. Mm-hmm. Which like if that's true, then like you know we kind of know where maybe this Pikachu doesn't know where the partner is because uh, the memory loss, and it was the same thing with Detective Pikachu. But yeah, I don't know. It, it looks good. It looks, it, it could have, it could be fun. I just, I don't know. I haven't really, I never played the first one. Um, Same. But like, maybe. But again, it's just unfortunate that I just wasn't quite very interested in pretty much anything that the Pokemon company had to show this, this, this time around. Yeah. I'm waiting for Pokemon Legends 2. Maybe it'll be like Pokemon Legends Johto or something like that. Oh, uh, Pokemon Legends Kanto and it takes place like 15 years before when the big war happens and why there's no men and it's just either old people and kids and so that that would be fucking depressing <laughs> um no but like like i'd, I'd be cool with like a, um a, a legends like canto that took place um like a hundred years prior or something like that just like this one did and the world's slightly different than we're used to like maybe like like the the seafoam islands are not fully formed yet so like they're not like the same type of caves you go through in the original game, or maybe Cinnabar Island's not an island. I don't it's know. actually a I, man-made island. I could just go for a year or two without a Pokemon game so that they could like really put some effort into the next Pokemon game. That's not what they do though. Exactly. So that's it's, why like it's, I'm, if I'm getting a Pokemon game, I'd rather have a legend style Pokemon absolutely, game than absolutely. than a like core style Pokemon game. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I don't really want to worry about um, a, a a basic fucking uh Pokemon game. Like I if if I want I want that legend style. I want like that that how they did the Pokedex and everything was good. I just want them to maybe handle that game story a little bit. I thought I I never did the post credit stuff in 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 Legends Arceus. I so like I genuinely enjoyed that game. I did everything. I don't know. I just I was a little drained with it by the end. By the time I was over it. You you also like it was it was a stream game for you, which like I completely understand why like playing a game like that over streams can be very exhausting. Yeah, because like there's a lot there's a lot of time where you're just not really doing anything, and like to feel that you have to be on while also playing that game when like maybe you're just grinding or maybe you're just look like I spent a whole lot of time just sitting on the couch watching TV trying to find fucking very rare Pokemon that you had to just like keep leaving an area, flying back to it, and like shaking trees. Yeah, well, I mean, I that wasn't really the issue because, like, I if I wanted to do stuff off offline, I I did stuff offline. I just thought, oh, I thought like, you only played it online. I I probably primarily played it online because I just I don't do any I don't do much gaming outside of streaming. It's I because I'm I'm taking that time to watch shows, watch whatever movies we're watching, or watch whatever shows I'm watching. Want say that I want to read books, but not like you know I. If I'm not, even if I'm just wanting to do some grinding uh, to to fill my Pokedex in in Legends Arceus, I I would be playing that while on stream because I wouldn't I I want to actually pay attention to it and I want to like just turn my brain off. I I understand that, definitely understand that. Um, speaking of playing games though, Rich, uh-huh. how is um how's Remnant now that you? It sounds like you actually had some some actual time with it. Yeah, yeah, I got I got another like. Close to ten plus hours into it uh, since last time we played, uh, or since last week. Um, it it is it's good. It's it's very short. 
Um, short, a lot shorter than the first one, as far as I can remember. Um, but like the the game uh, and the story isn't like super important. Um, like there's a lot of lore to it. It's very Soulsborne esque, where like there's a lot of lore to the world and lore that like that you can learn about. But in general, it's not. It's not like the, the story doesn't really totally matter. It's the gameplay and and how they built the world. And one thing that's very interesting about Remnant 2 is every playthrough, most likely every playthrough for you and your friends is going to be different. So there are several different paths that each of the worlds can take. And so each time you play, you may have a different path in, in, the, in the world. Or possible that you may have a different path in a few of the worlds, but then one of the worlds you have the same path as before. So, like, some of the storylines in each world can be a little bit different. Um, okay. Which, which, like, that's, that's a neat aspect to it, because then it, it pushes you to play the story and the harder difficulty more often, because it is short. I'm, I got to the last world when I played on Monday, and I think that's probably about 10 to 15-ish hours, maybe. Um, and once I'm not, like, watching the cutscenes and, and skipping things and knowing what I'm doing, like, it'll probably be faster. But um, the game in, in, in general was built originally in the first one. It was, like, you, you play through the story, and then once you're done the story, you do uh, the, um, the adventure mode, and the adventure mode will unlock different weapons and things like that. And the, the, the overall idea in the first Remnant was you get all the armors, and then based on the armors that you have equipped and your powers that you have equipped, you can set up different loadouts. In this one, it's all about your your class and your subclass. So your armor is just armor. That's it. You don't upgrade it. You don't make it stronger. Your weapons you can make stronger and make them better. But you, as you play throughout the game, you can unlock different classes and subclasses, or different classes that you can have one equipped as a primary, one equipped as a secondary. So when I started um, last week, I played as the medic class. And so I get all the different abilities to heal and like the first ability you get is a an, an AOE that you place down and it heals over time and there's a time limit so you can go and stand in this thing. Um, the your next ability is like an aura that you use that will give everyone a set of shields based on how much health they're down and heal them over time for like thirty seconds or something. And then the last ability um, is like a very strong heal that you can use that will actually bring people back. To life when they're knocked out. And so you pick one of them to use plus all of the other stat bonuses that you have from your traits uh, and from getting your trait points um, to to like load out your character the best way you can. And you get different traits by completing different objectives and things like that. Very similar to um, Remnant from the Ashes except this time uh, in Remnant from the Ashes it was basically unlimited uh trait points. Every time you leveled up, you got a trait point, and you could put it in, and, like, trait traits maxed out at 20, I believe, 10 or 20, and it would be, like, in total, it would be, like, uh, plus 20% damage, plus 10% this, like, at total, at max. Uh, in Remnant 2, you only get trait points from pi- finding trait books, and there you can only have, I think they increased it with the latest update, you can only have, like, 30. Or no, not 30. It's 70. 70. You can only have 30 trait points. But once you buy the item, you can respec unlimited times. So you can spec yourself to be different, to have faster uh, abilities or high, higher health or this or that the, and the other thing. 
Um, overall, it's, like, it's a very similar style to the first one. You go, you fight the bosses, you get the items, you bring the items to the person, you upgrade those to create your weapons or your, your mod, your, your powers, which are called mods and things like that. Um, and then you have your primary class, like I said, the medic. Secondary class could be whatever you want. Uh, right now I'm actually running my primary class is the, uh, the handler, which is, gets a little dog companion, which runs around and attacks and can use some support abilities. And if you get knocked down. Is it better than, than Turtle as far as like doing damage and attacking? <sighs> I mean. On its own. Torgal can fight on its own, on his own, and can heal better, but not quite. You know, that's a good question. I haven't maxed out the dog yet. I'm only, like, level 4 into it, and it's 4 out of 10. So I didn't even get the second ability for the dog yet, which is the healing ability. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Torgal, wonderful video game dog. Useless battle companion. Torgal, bestest boy. Um, Unless you're, uh, yes, he's a pain to, he's not really useless. Um, his cure sucks because cure sucks in that game in general because they didn't think about it. Um, but his other abilities are useful in situational circumstances. So where, where I got to in the game, he just, he wasn't doing anything on his own. So if I wasn't spamming stuff for him, he was just kind of like off to the side staring at the bushes. I mean, he would attack on his own, but he wouldn't do any of his abilities on his own. Occasionally he would heal on his own, but like there is a, an accessory that you can equip that will have him act on his fully. Oh, well, that's at least better. Yeah, I never used it. I thought about using it, but I never used it. Um, but uh, the, the dog is... I mean, you can command it to attack. It'll attack on its own. The unfortunate thing is a lot of enemies in Remnant are flyers. So, like, the dog has a hard time fighting flying enemies because they're in the air and the dog does not have a gun. Have you considered teaching the dog how to fly? I've tried. I've tried. I've tried eating him off the ledge. He won't do it. Um... But, like, you can, he has howls that'll do AoEs, so right now he's set to support, where if you have him howl, he'll, uh, you take less damage, um, and he actually becomes a tank, and the enemies will be drawn to attack him over anything else. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's Remnant. Like, that's Remnant 2, in a nutshell, uh, as quick as I can go over it. Like, it, if you liked the first one, you were probably going to like this one. Um, if you thought the first one had, it was, it was interesting or fun, even, and you'd never beat it, you'll probably like this one. Um, I've been playing, it's a little difficult, I've been playing on, uh, uh, the veteran difficulty, which apparently, this game doesn't have an easy difficulty. So the normal is the lowest difficulty they have, and then veteran is hard, uh, apparently, I, I didn't know that. So I went with veteran, because it's the second difficulty, which is always the normal difficulty, in my opinion. Every game that has difficulty setting, the top one is easy, the middle one is normal, and everything after that one, or first one, second one, everyone after that is just hard. Um, it's just different levels of hard. So I've been playing on Veteran, which is like supposed to be hard mode, essentially. Um, and it, it's good. I, I really enjoy it. I have, I have a lot of fun with it. Shooting's good. Uh, the guns are very fun. I... Uh, got this one gun that, like, you can shoot, uh, it's all, is, it's alternate fire, and it places, like, kind of a shield in front of you, and then if you shoot that again, it's just a wave that goes ahead slowly, and it hits enemy, it hits, uh, enemies multiple times, well, as long as they're in, like, this cube wave that goes forward. I have another one that's, like, the strongest weapon in the game, it's, uh, it's an electric gun that hit, that'll, like, link, uh, chain lightning everything, 
and you can place pylons down on the ground, so as enemies run by them, they get hit with the lightning. Like, you place two, and if they run through the two, they get hit with the lightning within it. Or you okay. can link them, you can link them across enemy, a bunch of them, and it's, it's very cool. Um, I haven't really had a lot of chance to play with uh, any of the, like, the new classes or things like that. I haven't unlocked them all. I'm about to go into the final world the next time I play. Uh, but it, it's, it's fun. Uh, from what I hear, playing, um, playing through the game, um, what's the word? Playing through the game, uh, the story mode is more beneficial for you than playing the adventure mode most of the time, because you get, you get, like, the different story rewards more, you're more likely to get the different story rewards, I think, or something like that. It's what I'm told. I haven't really tried it. It's, once you get done, you just play through the adventure mode a, a bunch of times, and, and just, I don't... A hundred percent really know the point of Remnant. <laughs> like, at the end of it all, once you beat the game, I don't really know the point of Remnant beyond playing it and playing it on a harder difficulty. Like, I don't know what the end game is. Because I didn't really do a lot of the end game in Remnant from the Ashes in the first one, because as soon as we finished that, I jumped right into Final Fantasy. Oh, that's right. I forgot you kind of went right from, from one to the other. Yeah, so the idea originally was to, like, play that like, jump back and forth between that and Monster Hunter Rise while also playing Final Fantasy, and I wanted to beat Final Fantasy a lot sooner, but I didn't have as many um, short streams, or I didn't have as many long streams as I have done in the past for RPGs, so it just took me a lot longer to beat this game. Uh, so I wasn't able to jump back and forth between Remnant 1 and this because I wanted to beat Final Fantasy before Remnant 2 came out so I could just focus the time to play Remnant 2, which I also didn't get around to doing. I ended up still having Final Fantasy to play after Remnant 2 came out. You just want to play too many games is what I'm hearing. I do. I, it's There's just too many games out there. There's just too many games. I hate it so much. I want to get Baldur's Gate. I want to get... I still haven't gotten God of War Ragnarok. I still haven't gotten Jedi Survivor. still haven't gotten Tears of the Kingdom. City Skylines 2 comes out in September. I want Pikmin 4. Fucking just too many games, man. There's too many games. I mean, just play more games. I, I I am. I'm playing. I'm playing more games. But I at the moment, I don't have the money for more games. So like, uh, if if I start a new game, uh, it's either going to be a game I previously on, which I've been playing with the idea of doing Demon Souls because I've been really wanting to play that again, especially on stream. Or it's going to be Death's Door because that uh, is actually free on PS Plus, but it's also been available on uh, Game Pass for forever, and it's been a game I've been wanting to play. That, for so I only time. played a little bit of that game. That game is actually kind of cool. Um, yeah, I like. I couldn't get into it, into it because it does. It's it's got it's got like the roguelike and a little bit of like the Soulsy sort of. I have not heard roguelike. I've heard Zelda like Death Death Door is the one where you're the bird creature, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it's definitely it's like when you die, you you load back. So like like roguelite roguelite more than roguelike. Like it's got a, a little bit of that like um, starting over bit to it. And it's got like the big boss fights like you'd have from a um from like a Souls ish game. But like not as punishing. Like not it's not those type of fights, but it's kinda like laid out in a similar mm-hmm. way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um but like it plays really well and like the idea behind it was really cool. And I I could see some of like the the, the like the, the SNES style Zelda games too. Yeah. For so sure. like that's that's definitely on my short list right now. Uh, of games that I'm going to be playing, but like Remnant 2, I'll be done that. Um, I was gonna, I was thinking about playing it on Sunday. I might do like a bonus stream on Saturday and just clear it, and then just play it Saturday night once I finish everything else I'm working on this weekend. 
Um, cause I, I don't, Sunday is going to be a, a variety stream for sure. If I do a long stream on Sunday, it's going to be a variety stream. I'm going to play a bunch of different games and I don't want to put the ending of a game in the middle of a variety stream. That, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I still, yeah, I still don't understand why you're not just jumping right into Baldur's Gate 3. I, first, I just mainly don't have the money, but I just, I don't have the patience for a game that's going to be more than 20 hours at the moment. I don't. Like, it, because that, and it doesn't force it, that this is a personal thing, and it's, it, but like, it pushes more the need to have to have long streams to be able to dedicate that long amount of time to play it. And so if I can't get those long streams in, then I feel like I'm taking too long to play the game, and I feel like people are going to get bored with it. There's so many people playing it right now, too. Especially, like, so let's see. I'm, I'm watching someone play it right now on Twitch. And if we look at um, their viewer count, the viewer count currently, there's 124,000 people playing Baldur's, or watching Baldur's Gate 2. There's only 98,000 followers, but there's 124,000 people watching it. With the high, with the peak, uh, is 11,000 people watching one person's stream of them playing Baldur's Gate. Um, but there's just, I'm sure that I, I wish it gave a streamer count, like how many streamers are streaming it. That's one thing they don't do is tell you how many people are live playing that game. But it's like, oh, for some reason I thought they did. No, they tell you how many people are watching. They don't tell you how many people are live. But one, two, three, four, let's go with, there's 15, that's 30, that's 45, that's 60, that's 75, 90, that's uh, 105, we're still at 90 viewers at 105 people, or 105 streamers, that's 120, uh, what's that, 135, 150, and we're at 55 viewers at 150, so I average about 3 to 7 viewers per stream. Have you thought about getting more like 150? I'm trying. I'm trying, I mean, man. It seems like other people are doing it. Oh, I, I need more people to come watch my stream, Drew and Cobb. Play a game I like at a time I can arrive. I mean, you can arrive at any time. You don't have to like it. You can just be there and just sit there and watch and not even pay attention to it. Just have me on in the background. You literally just said sit there and watch. How can I watch and not pay attention? Well, I mean, you can just put it on in the background on your phone while you're doing whatever the hell else you want to do. I'm using my phone. Doing what? Usually scrolling through dumb shit. Well, instead of scrolling through dumb shit, you could just have me on your phone. You could also, you could also probably have me on your phone in the small little bot, in the small little screen while you do other shit. Oh, I turn, I, I turn off, um, the, the, what, what is that called? Like, like, not, it's picture, not split screen. Picture, I think. Yeah. I turn that off because it, it gets in the way of things. Fucking Google Maps does it. I fucking hate it. See? Like, you could, you could, t- you could totally be there watching no. and helping me get to 150. I, I wish Twitch offered background play the way YouTube does. Actually, does YouTube allow you to do background for live streams? Um, YouTube, I mean, you have to be a YouTube Red or Plus member to be able to do background. I am, because I fucking so, hate ads. So you should be able to. You know what? If I ever get a notification that you're fucking streaming on YouTube, I will, um, I'll, I'll put it on the background with the volume. Do, do, uh, does that's... YouTube still have the, um, the requirement that, like, you have to have a little volume for it to count? I have no idea what YouTube's requirements are. I have zero idea what YouTube's requirements are. <laughs> You're just streaming to it and hope for the best. I mean, at this point, it's like one thing I've heard to help grow on YouTube is to post every day. Quality, quantity over quality. So that's, really? Yeah. So that's part of my goal for just streaming multiple or streaming. I stream everywhere now. I'm also on Kick. 
Like, I stream on all the three major services at the moment, um, just because I don't care anymore about what Twitch has to to say, um, because they suck. So might as well start trying to grow my communities in other places while I'm doing that. Um, That's that's fair. Like, until they say something to you, fuck them. Even when they do say something to me, what are they going to do? Delete my account and charge me $25 to give me the money that I have in my account? You're already going to do that whether I cancel or not, so... It's not like I, whether I, like, if I have any money in my Twitch account, they're going to charge me up to $25 or however much is in the account up to $25 to clear out the account and pay me. So there is no point in worrying about that. Like, there, either way, I'm still going to owe them 20 bucks. So I might as well just do what I, do what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Do, do what works, right? Yeah. Do um, what works. So yeah, so it's it, that's most of the reason why I still stream on like YouTube. I was being told by a bunch of people they weren't getting notifications when I was going live. Uh, they weren't being told like um, uh, one dude like his kid will be watching YouTube, so it'll consider him active on YouTube on a different device, so it won't notify him that I'm going live. There was one oh, time. Dumb. There was one time like he even went to like his live page to see who to see if I was live. And YouTube was not keeping me marked as live. So it was not even telling people that I was live. But if you went to my channel, you would see that I had a live video going and you'd be able to watch it. But if you went to your, like, subscriber, like, panel on the side, it wasn't marking me as live. So I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want YouTube to be the primary thing for where I grow because Twitch sucks and I want to continue to make Let's Plays and things. So, the best way for me to make daily content on here is to just stream on here. Um, but, and what I'm doing the same thing with kick, like I'm using kick just to try to grow there. Um, but until I do, until I become bigger, if I don't become bigger on there, then fine. So be it. My primary, the primary place to hang out with me is Twitch because it has all the bells and whistles. Um, but you can also check me out on kick and, uh, YouTube. Okay, fine. You're done. You're done plugging yourself. Look, no more I'm plugs. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, this is just my. I wasn't trying to plug myself. I was just saying. Well, like, well you is, started plugging yourself. This is the mentality. I I always just, give you an opportunity at the end to plug yourself, and you're just taking advantage of it. Now. Look, fine. I know. I but I also sometimes I don't really mention either of the podcasts on my streams. Uh, there are what, ex, there are commands. You? There are commands for both of them that no one uses. I don't know what um, that means. If you do exclamation mark OQ, I believe. Uh, it'll be like, hey, check out PodQuest and OneQuest and link to OneQuest. Or, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, I didn't actually know that was a thing you could do on Twitch. So Yeah, that's also on, yeah, I have it set on YouTube as well. Um, but Kick doesn't have access to um, uh, the, the bot that I use at the moment. So I don't, I don't have, I don't have it on there yet. I have to figure <laughs> out, I have to download or get the new, a different bot to connect them all. Well, get, get your bots. I'm working. Um, anything else you want to say about Remnant, though? Um, no. I mean, Remnant's good. It's fun. If, like I said, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Uh, I'll beat the game sometime before next stream, and, or next time we record, and I'll let you know what I thought about the ending and the end game content. But, like I said, I don't really know what the point of Remnant is after you beat I never That's... did the end game content before, and I don't, I don't know what the end game content is here. So we'll see. This is a learning, this is a learning experience. Which are the best kinds of experience. Yes. But anyway, um, I watched the latest season of Demon Slayer, which I believe is season three. 
Yes. Well, I mean, technically, the way the way it's marked on other channel or on everywhere, even Crunchyroll, is it's like technically season four because they're all considered different series. So, like season one was the first season, Demon Slayer, whatever. Um, Yeah, just like the the basic. Yeah, where, which goes through like the the forest uh, fight with the spider people. Season so, two, season two is uh, the Mugen Train, and season three is the Entertainment District. So Crunchyroll looks like it, it's changed it. Um, it it's actually worse. So. Well, no. See, the thing is, they're all different seasons. They're all also different series. So each and every single one of these, at least on Hulu. Which is where I watched it, which is season, the, the new one, the new season, Sword, uh, Swordsmith Village, is not available on at this point. So I need right. to get Crunchyroll. Um, and I don't think it ever will be available on. Um, Hulu has them all listed as separate series. So like the way that Bleach and Thousand Year Blood War are split? Yes. Okay. This, but this is like Mugen Train series. But they also have Mugen Train, the movie. I don't think they actually have Mugen Train the movie, but they have Mugen Train this series. Mugen Train Arc is its own series, and and I think that's how Crunchyroll does that, right? No, so Crunchyroll it, it's all under one series. It's all Demon Slayer. It is broken up into seasons. Um, season one is just Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba, or however you say that, and that's that was the initial twenty six episodes. And then you have season two, Demon Slayer the movie Mugen Train, one episode because it's just the movie. Yeah. And then you have season two, Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc, seven episodes. Yeah. Um, which is just the movie split into seven episodes. And then you have season two, Demon Slayer Entertainment District Arc, which is the 11 episodes that is really what, like, the 11 and seven basically make up season two. Yeah. Um, and then you have season three, which is the Swordsmith Village Arc, which is 11 episodes. Um, and it just, so I think it wrapped up like two or three months ago and the dub, um, of episode 11 just came out this past Sunday. Um, so you have not gotten to watch Swordsmith Village. No, I'm going to need your country roll on. You get your own, sir. I ain't paying for more streaming services. Um, so this, you, you did watch Entertainment District, right? Yeah, I watched them all. I, like, so I've, I've watched the entire series up until this. Okay, that's what, that's what I thought, but I wanted to double check. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to like give you any spoilers. Though there is one thing that I think you'll be happy to know, um, Zemetsu is not in this season at all. Thank God, fucking hate him. Yeah, him and him and Inosuke not in in this season. Well, that's a bummer because I love Inosuke. Yeah, I mean everybody does, but yeah, they're off doing their own thing. The setup for this is it's it's immediately after um, the Entertainment District. They were all fucked from that fight. Um, that one Hashira has retired from Hashira-ing. Yeah. Um, and fucking, um, Tanjiro has once again lost or destroyed a sword. Yeah. So this time, rather than being able to get the dude to deliver it to the, to him, he has to go to the Swordsmith Village, which is like a hidden location. Um, only some of like the, I guess they're like attendants to the, to them know where it's at. So like he gets, he gets taken there with a blindfold and nose plugs. Because they don't want him to be able to, like, discern its location through scent. Yeah, because he has superhuman smelling. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that that's basically the setup. Um, I liked this season the least. Um, I think it's it's ha- it has a problem where it's 11 episodes fighting the same enemy. Which, c- 
kind of what happened in the last one, but I think that enemy was just more interesting. Um, the the upper rank demons or whatever they're called in this one were not all that interesting in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, like there there wasn't really any extra story. Like I feel like in the first season and even in part of the entertainment district, um, there was a little bit more world building happening. Yeah, and a little bit more. Even the Mugen Train stuff, like, you were getting a little bit more about kind of the demons and the the main bad guy and all of that stuff, where in this season, all of that was very light. The very beginning of the season, you get a little bit more about, like, the swordsmiths, and, like, I do think that whole setup is interesting, but it was, like, the first two episodes, and then it was fighting the same two demons the whole way through, and it was yeah. just nine episodes or whatever of just that, um, and, like... Yeah, like... Sorry to cut you off, but like, no, go ahead. Demon Slayer has major, major Dragon Ball Z feel because, like, yes, it might be a eleven episode season, but seven of the eleven episodes in the Entertainment District were them fighting, and like some of those fights had nothing happening, or some of those episodes. Yeah, and that same thing here. Like, there are several episodes that are primarily flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There are two Hashira in this season, which you'll get if you just look at the the art for the for the the cover art. Like the characters are on there. Um, it's the it's the I think he's he's like mist breathing or something like that. He's the one that's super shitty and like monotone and mean to everybody, and he's like very young. And then it's the girl with the pink and green hair. Mm-hmm. Um, only like one of the two is like they're both very prominent in like the intros and all. One of them is only in it for about an episode and a half. Um, but actually ends up being super cool how they fight and everything. And you get like no time with that. Like they're just kind of like brushed off to the side. You one of, and one of their two episodes is a flashback to like how they became like a demon slayer and a Hashira, which sure, like that stuff's interesting to an extent, but not when like these characters are introduced for one season and then sent packing. Like so far every season, except for the, well, the first one you, you, you meet all of them. So that's a little bit different, but in every other season, um, or every other, like, segment, let's call it, you meet at least one new Hashira, and they either die or get maimed in such a way where they can no longer con- continue being a Hashira. Like, mm-hmm. Rengoku was killed during Mugen Train, and um, I forget the other guy's name, the guy with, like, the, the dual blades and all the wives, um, he loses his hand. <laughs> so, like, he can't be a sword fighter without both hands. Um, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna spoil anything for, like, if anything happens to the Hashiras here, but it's, like, well, you're obviously just having Tanjiro team up with one each arc, which, sure, that makes a little bit of sense storytelling, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work in, a, in 11 episodes, especially when two of those episodes are double length, because the, the first and last of every season seems to be a 50 minute episode. Yeah. And like, for all the cool things about this series, like, they're just, they're focusing on the wrong stuff, I feel like, in the seasons now. Like the animation for the for the fights are amazing, fantastic animation. Um, seeing the one the the one female Hashira with the pink hair fight, she has probably the coolest fighting style that they've had any of them demonstrate so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, cool animation is only half of like what makes the show good, and it's like I don't know, it's it's becoming very repetitive after three seasons. Like I don't know, it, it, it's hard to explain that part, but. There were some some good things. I do like um they've been slowly kind of letting um Nezuko kind of not evolve, but like 
So in the previous season, how, like she got like that like extra boost and kind of went feral. Yeah. And so like they have her doing that again, but like she seems a little bit more in control. Mm-hmm. Um. So like they're you know they're kind of they're letting her keep up with like some of these other characters rather than making her just like like the one and done like she was early on where like she would pop up she'd be able to do something and then she'd immediately be like out of it afterwards like either drained or injured or what have you um but they're also not focusing on that which is nice like they are kind of spreading things around um but like frankly like i find all the upper demons kind of fucking boring or the the rank demons i guess you'd say like i feel like every one of them kind of has like the same um the, the same shtick of you know oh their heart their head probably isn't that what you think their head is yeah it, and um, that's that's I, I feel like this is why I'm not, like, 100% on the series. Like, I'll watch it as everything is aired dubbed. I don't care to have it subbed. I don't... I think it is a fine series and an entertaining series. But it is definitely a popcorn series. Because it's all going to be pretty much the same. Where it's... The 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 big beds are going to be extremely strong. Um, and they're going to be... They're all going to have this the same weakness, but... Diff- slightly different, and it's just going to be... It, it is an action series that takes a long time to do the action. The art and everything is fantastic, but the action is just... It's it's Dragon Ball Z. And, like, yeah, like, it, it has a lot of similarities when it comes to the action to Dragon Ball, but, like, while I think the animation is probably better than Dragon Ball, um, I think that the actual fights in Dragon Ball are usually better. Mm-hmm. Like... There feels like there there is more on the line in Dragon Ball, and there is more, like, versatility, I guess would be the best way to, to put it, in Dragon Ball, than there is in the combat in Demon Slayer. Like, so far, like, since the first season, like, Mugen Train, um, Entertainment, and now this one, like, the the big thing is, like, oh, well, these guys are stronger, so cutting their heads off, like, the, like the head you see on their body, is not the way that you beat them. And it's, like, it, like, I apologize, like, like minor spoiler, but, like, that's how they, they've opened every season is like somebody inevitably gets that kill thing and then the guy stands back up and it's like, okay, so we're just, we're doing the same fucking thing again. Like, sure, like the the how, why, and where of it is different and some of it can be interesting, but like three seasons in a row where like your your bad guy shtick is just a variation of the same thing as before, like that kind of sucks. And it's a shame because I do, I genuinely think like, like the lore in this series is very cool and it's just, I don't know. It it's it's losing me a little bit in a way where I feel like the first two seasons or or like the first season and the Mugen Train moved because I think the fucking seven episodes were a waste of time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yes, this is cool. Like the movie was actually a perfect way to do it because like you don't need uh what six hours to tell these stories. Like yeah. a two hour movie does it just fine. Yeah, <laughs> like in, in two hours they can. Introduce the Swordsmith Village, um, introduce the, the, like, the, the protagonist side of things, introduce the villains, do, do truncated versions of the backstory because we don't need two 20 minute episodes, um, one for each of, like, the, the heroes, and then still have, like, like a compelling climax. Instead, it's six hours of, like, okay, well, we're going to drag this out and do 20 whole minutes of this character's backstory. And then we're going to flash back to it three more times because we need to pad out these episodes a little bit more. Yeah, it's almost as if the series isn't really that good. So I feel like I, have, I feel like the manga would be fantastic. 
I and that's what I like heard. Apparently, the manga series. is really good. But I think also the manga's over or going to be over soon. It's actually been over for like a couple of years, which yeah, I think that might be why I'm even more frustrated with the anime because it's like motherfuckers, you have the complete story. Like, yeah. I understand this show is popular and it probably does make them money by like dragging things out, but like y'all have everything. You, you, there's no need for filler. There's no need for padding it out. This isn't one piece where they're like less than a hundred um chapter episode difference where they're at now. So like episodes are almost chapter like page for page the chapters. Like just tell the most concise story you can with the source material. If you only need six episodes to tell that story, fucking make it six episodes. Just make it good. To tell two stories in one season. Like, if you have to do the the 11 episodes that are really, like, 13, do that, but have it split. Like, do do the Swordsmith Village, and then do whatever the next one is. Like, I fucking... Man, entertainment's dumb, Drew. You've had it right the whole time. Yeah! <laughs> Everything is awful. Um, anime, anime adjacent. Rich, have you started um the... Uh, also, to be clear, um, apparently anime, because it, it isn't um, Hollywood, is not struck content, so... Well, it's, we're not cherry well, picking. It's, it's not as much. It's not the content that's struck. It's the contracts. So, um, if you're watching whatever content you're watching, uh, based off specifically Hulu or or anything else, you shouldn't talk about it. But if it's available elsewhere, then you can you can talk about it more. If it, it's like because it's more. The thing is the contracts with Hulu, the contracts with Netflix, contracts with. Uh, uh, all of the other sh- major streaming services for screen actors. So, like, for for live action, those are the things that, that are being struck right now. And same with writers in general. But anime generally doesn't have American writers. They're not in the American Writers Guild. So, they're not specifically going to... The dubs might be under that, but the subs for sure aren't. Yeah, and so... That's- so apparently, like, and again, like, apparently, like, like, ever, all the communication is a little weird if you're not, like, actually a member. Um, I was actually, um, uh, there's a podcast I listen to, A More Civilized Age. Um, it's got Austin Walker and some other people from, mostly from what used to be Waypoint. Um, and they, they, they talk about Star Wars. So that they were, they're, they're one of those rewatch podcasts. So they're, they were doing all of, um, Clone Wars. They've transitioned to Rebels. Um, they've done, like, the prequel movies, they've done some of the novels that, like, tie into, like, the, the Clone Wars era stuff. Um, but they're not going to do Rebels anymore until mm-hmm. the strike's over because of it's, that it's, basically it's... being promoted as the prequel to Ahsoka. Yeah, um, and that's and that's also that's uh, on Disney+. Plus. Exactly. Um, and so um, it's more the idea of you, uh, Disney, the, the contracts with Disney are being struck, so you don't want to promote anything that Disney owns and runs yeah so they had um adam conover on because they're friends with that mm-hmm. guy from like adam ruins everything yeah um on their most recent episode of a more civilized age which they spoke almost nothing about star wars which i thought was hilarious the yeah. whole episode was them talking to him about the strike and like kind that, of like really about how things work it's actually Z- uh, zach zach and donald and fake doctors real friends did the exact same thing with adam conover whom they I only know him from his shows. They've never met him in real life. 
but he is uh, one of the negotiators for the for the Writers Guild, which is why yeah. he's he, like he's he, he's in both. All, like he's, yeah, he's, he's in, in this, he's in he's, SAG-AFTRA and WGA. If, if you want to know and pay attention to anything that's going on, follow Adam Conover. He's he's an awesome comedian. He is an awesome performer in general. I love him. Uh, but he's all, he's very active and proactive and activist on these strikes and everything. And he's, his YouTube channels and his Instagrams and everything else are posting stories about it. But yeah, uh, Fake Doctors Royal Friends also had Adam Conover on and he was talking about, they were talking about it as well. Like the yeah. strikes and what they can and can't talk about. Cause right now, Fake Doctors Royal Friends cannot talk about scrubs. Exactly. So, this week, on this week's episode, they had the trainer that they use on their um, Pelotons on. Nice. They, t- they interviewed him. Okay, right, that's cool. So, I would say, like, if anyone's interested, um, like, check out that the episode of A More Civilized Age. Because it was not that, like, other than Adam Conover, the people on that show, they are not union members. But they are, like, they have, the majority of them have spent a large part of their life with, um the press so like they kind of have like an idea of how some of that stuff works Mm -hmm. but um according to conover they were asking him questions that none of the other like podcasts and stuff that he's been on were asking like how do the negotiations work when do you start like planning for the negotiate like like literally asking like like how the whole process plays out um incredibly interesting Mm um yeah i want to give that a listen send me a link to that we'll do um but yeah, so in that, um, the way that he was describing it, um, unless I, I very much misunderheard, it's it's not so much the platforms themselves, yeah. Except in the cases where, like, like you said, like Disney Plus, everything on Dis- Disney Plus is a Disney property, so it's basically everything on there is technically struck content because yeah. they own all of it. So promoting any of it is promoting them. Um, but when you have like a Netflix or a Hulu where they have their own original content plus content that is licensed. Some of that licensed content is struck material. So like um, Groundhog's Day, like we were going to do for Book Club would be. But in a lot of cases, things like anime or even um, some of the, some of like the K-dramas and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, um, what was that fucking um, Squid Game? Yeah, um, they they don't necessarily automatically fall under struck content because no part of their production involved the WGA or SAG-AFTRA. So you can talk about that because it's not content that impacts them in any real way. Yeah. Um, And he even said, he's like, neither of the the unions are asking people to boycott platforms. Yeah. Like, they don't want you to cancel your Netflix or your Hulu or your Max. Like, they just want, like, the most that they're asking for is if you feel comfortable not promoting content that is like on the struck side they appreciate it (laughs) unless you're unless you're a member or would like to be a member then like no like don't do it or you might lose your membership and apparently influencers are now members of sag after i mean yeah i mean i guess like, SAG, well, I don't know what the AFTRA stands for, but SAG is it's Screen like Actors arts Guild. arts and it, it, it's, it's, I know radio is in there, and I think theater, like, it's, it's not the screen. Like, so SAG yeah, yeah. is the screen actors, um, AFTRA is, like, all of the other things that, like, are acting, um, yeah. related, at least. Um, cause they used to be two separate unions. Um, they merged, 
I like they merged a while ago now, but not like as long ago as you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- th- everything he talks about on there super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 he that's basically what he said on Fake Doctors is, um, it's not it's not the content that's struck; it's the contract. So we're striking the contracts, and the contract, for instance, Disney is an easy target. Disney owns the contract for all of their content on Disney Plus. So you're you're striking Disney because they own that contract. Exactly. Or they're striking against the contract that's owned by that because the contract is what's keeping people from making the good money. And I can't even say the good money, the livable wage money. Yeah. Because yes, the people like Zach and Donald, and not necessarily Adam Conover, but potentially Adam Conover, they'll be fine. But like the the best example that he gave was. Um, he, he has, uh, Adam Ruins Everything, which was on True TV. Is it about um, what his, his residuals were for it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he um, talks about that on, on a more civilized stage, yeah. too. I was about to mention it. So he, he says that, like, one year or something like that of Adam Ruins Everything on True TV, I, I don't remember the number, but he got like $100,000 for one year so, of Adam Ruins Everything or something like that. So the initial, but, his initial payment for Or it was the like show, one month or something like that or something. No, no. Like so it, it, his initial payment for like a season basically was $25,000. Yeah. So in one year, he got $25,000 for that. Um, every time it's aired, he got residuals. Like, so once a year, he'd get a check for the residual. And, he said the yeah. most recent check he got for residuals, because that show, like True TV airs two things, Impractical Jokers and Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. Um, his most recent one he said was for $2,000. Yeah. So a $18,000 difference over the course of that. He then said that he got a resi- his, re- so he did the show on Netflix that was basically Adam Ruins Everything, but all government called the G word. Yeah. Um, right. For that one, his residual check was $500. After a year of it being on, on, yeah. on the platform. And so and that's like, like that's that, what they're fighting for. Yeah, and that's that's bullshit because like and that's the problem because Netflix doesn't release their numbers. We don't know how many people actually watched the content. So was that $500 based off of it just didn't hit and people didn't watch it or is that $500 based off a really shitty contract and so many people watched it he should have gotten a ton more. And it's yeah. most, and maybe him as the performer on the show might have known the view numbers and things like that. But it's just, it is, it is bad contracts for across all of these streaming platforms. Almost as if, you know, maybe advertiser free content, uh, doesn't really make, uh, these companies money and they really need advertisers to be able to pay the residuals. Um, and so uh, Netflix already has an advertiser, uh, block. Don't be surprised if, everything else gets too expensive too. Yeah, exactly. Um but so to circle back the question I had for you. Um have you started um the second set of Bleach at all yet? Yes, I actually watched the most recent episode yesterday uh, cuz I completely forgot about it this this weekend was fucking busy. Um and so I'd completely forgot about it until last night when I was like winding down from I was like oh shit, I got to watch Bleach. And so I I am I am caught up on the most recent uh season and it's so good. It is so good. Okay, that's literally what I was going to ask you. Like, we have not started yeah. watching it yet. Um, yeah. I, I, but... to, uh, the, um, uh, this episode, you've read it, so I, like, I can tell you about it and don't, not feel bad about spoilers, because I'm sure you do, you've, you are, you know most of it already, right? Right. So this episode, Renji shows up and he uses his bankai for, the, his new bankai for the first time. Oh, like, like his true bankai. Yeah. 
that was badass. Uh, Drew, I, that's what I meant to send this out yesterday. Drew, you would have loved this episode of uh, of Bleach. Oh, yeah, the villain they fight is a wrestler. He's a, a oh. more of a like a luchador, and okay. he's like super obnoxious wrestler luchador dude. Um, that like he powers up and gets stronger as like a part. Like what, he's split into two parts. His main part and this little dude I think named Kevin or something like that. I don't remember its name. Um, but every time the main guy gets hurt and goes near death, Kevin cheers for him, and he powers up and gets stronger. Oh, I remember this. And, and so every time he calls him superstar, he gets stronger. It's all wrestling. You would have loved it. Yeah. Well, Drew, I, th- I think you need to start watching Bleach. It's about 366 episodes to get caught up. Um, I guess 377 episodes to get caught up. Um, so, so you can probably do it this week. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll get right on to that. <laughs> um, but anyway, anything else either you guys want to talk about? Uh, no. Drew, have you been able to play uh the new season of Apex yet? No, I didn't. I I'd seen like talk about it. I didn't realize patch was yeah. out and that it was already it just up. Came out yesterday or it uh, came okay. out? Yeah, yesterday Tuesday. on Tuesday. Um, Cobb, it's it's significant because they uh basically reworked an entire character. I thought you quit Apex and you were never playing again. I I I haven't played it, but I I watch people play it, and I I'm not never playing it again. I just I I I get that or I get that sense of God. I really don't know if I want to do this. Every time I feel like playing Apex, that I haven't gone back to playing it. But like, and I know a few other streamers that are just like, yeah, I really don't want to do this anymore. Whenever it comes to Apex. But they, they reworked, they entirely reworked a character, which I think both are playable. I can't 100% remember how it worked. But they, they added, they kind of like completely changed one of the like core characters. And was he, was he meta? I don't think he was. But yeah, that's, it's just significant in that sense. And it looks like King's, King's Canyon is back too. I'm watching somebody play right now. Nice. I don't know what any of the things you just said were. <laughs> I know. I was, this is more for Drew. All right. Well, do you just want to wrap up then? Yeah, yeah, that's a good show. I'm glad you think so. So, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. I just re- realized, next week, Book Club. It's another music one. We're doing Less Than Jake's Anthem and Stand Atlantic's Fear. Mm-hmm. Listen to those. They're good. Still uh, Slacker. Uh, if you can't support us with your dollars, though, over at uh, patreon.com slash onequest... You can support us by going to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, other places too. You can rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of those things help more than you realize. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And Rich... Go ahead, plug yourself one more time. Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore walnuts for video game streaming. You can also do YouTube.com slash at B walnuts and uh, Kick.com slash B hyphen walnuts because they don't have underscores in their URL. Man, um, you need to you need to get your fucking branding under control, man. No, it's I'm B. Well, YouTube YouTube doesn't allow, as far as I know, maybe they do, but they they don't do like hyphen or they don't do symbols in their URLs. Except for the um, at symbol for some stupid fucking Yeah, reason. so they do the at, but they don't. So it's like my name on, like, my... I, I think I might even just be youtube.com slash at B Walnuts Gaming, but it might just be at B Walnuts. 
Um, they don't do uh, any symbols besides that in their URL. Uh, Kick doesn't do underscores. And Twitch, I mean, Twitch, I started with underscore. So, like, Twitch was the original. But, like, I on quick Kick, I am B underscore Wana. But my URL is hyphen Wana. It's dumb. Uh, so, yeah, check me out on all of those. Pick your poison, whichever one you want to do. Uh, I will be starting uh, sub goals. I, well, I've already started sub goals for this month. But I haven't posted them yet and figured out what they are. I think basically the idea is that every month uh, will be, well, the sub goals will be my general um uh, subathon goals that I had for my last subathon. So if we can reach that sub, um, if we can reach that number of subs, uh, uh, to- uh, um, uh, max on any of the platforms, we can, con- we, we will get, uh, that reward. Yes, that means if we only have, if we have 20 subs across on kick, but only five on Twitch, we're only getting up to the 20 sub. It all has to be on the same platform. Yes, I'm trying to get you guys to pay me more money, but just use your Amazon ones on Twitch. It's much easier. Man, what a shitty business tactic. I'm telling you to use a free thing on me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.